Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. Welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. I'm Ghost, and today on this episode, I have a good friend, New York Patriot. He's an ex-Secret uh, Society member of the OTO, and he's going to talk a little bit about what it was like being in it and what made him decide to leave. You can find him on Instagram at New York Patriot 1978 um, He also plugs all his, his social and podcasts in the episode. He's also on The Occult Rejects with his co-host Lux. You can find me at MyThirdEyePod at gmail.com if you want to be on the uh, podcast or if you have any information or anything of value for, for the show. Uh, my IG is MyThirdEyePodcast. Twitter is at MyThirdEyePod. Telegram t.me forward slash my third eye podcast also you can look at, up me on youtube uh i have a few videos up there uh, lines of destiny's getting a lot of great love uh that was with a good friend of mine from england uh alan Denany. so yeah sit back and enjoy the show and uh thank you for all the love support and and listeners that that come back on a, on a weekly daily basis whatever and uh enjoy Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ghost, and you're listening to My Third Eye Podcast. And tonight, I bring you my good friend from the East Coast, like me, uh, New York Patriot. Ex, uh, and he also does the, uh, the Occult Rejects with, with his co-host, Lux. So uh, tonight, I have him on, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, secret societies and you know maybe what, what got him to, to join, and maybe we'll touch on some other subjects. So hey, what, got right me now, to join, what got me to leave, too? Yeah, that, too. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to turn it over to you, New York Patriot, and uh, you plug your stuff, let people know where they can get a hold of you, and uh, you know we'll go from there. Appreciate awesome. Thank on. you very much for having me on again. Uh, well, not again. That's right. I had you thinking. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Uh, I had a good time when you came on my show, so thank you for having me back on. That was <laughs> actually, uh, it was wild. That was like so spur of the moment, and I thought it was amazing. Like thank I had you. an awesome time, and I think we talked about a lot of things, actually. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, so uh, we'll definitely be doing that again for sure. And so, and thanks for you know, like I said, asking me to come on. Oh, um, so my story, I guess, if uh, people haven't heard it before, uh, I guess I used to be a member of the Ordo Templi Orientis. Uh, 
you haven't heard of that, that is a secret society that was supposedly eventually taken over by Alistair Crowley. Um, it wasn't originally Alistair Crowley. It was, fuck, how did I forget these guys' names already? Um, it was two other dudes. It started in Germany, and uh, Crowley eventually took it over. They, they had actually read his book of the law and thought that he was talking and releasing their secrets mm-hmm. and contacted him. This is the way the story goes, if it's true contacted him and it was like oh my god how do you know our secrets you're fucking blah 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 and he's like i have no idea telling people talking about who you are right you know and then they're like oh you know and i think they were just so blown away by his whatever he was saying in that book that i guess they both understood uh they basically handed over the oto to him Hmm. um originally was associated with freemasonry uh supposedly Uh, If you were a specific grade in Freemasonry, you could possibly uh, convert over and already be at another grade. Like you didn't have to start from scratch. That's how closely aligned they were, or at least that they recognized each other, you know, Um, or at least the OTO recognized the Masons that much, at least. Uh, Then when Crowley came in, he knocked out, I think, like a shit ton of the initiations, just brought him down to a total of 13 with with Minerva and then the 12 degrees. And uh, they're not supposedly associated anymore. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, that's what happened once Crowley took it over. And then he based it on uh, the book of the law and uh, which is basically him channeling uh, three different entities. That would be mm-hmm. a Nuit Hadith and Rahor Kuwait. And we're- uh, yeah, which is, you know, Rahor Kuwait Crowley believed that we were going into the Aeon of Horus. So of course that's, you know, going to be the, the big God for the OTO. Um, but so he, they based it on that book, Enthalemic Magic, which was like his his own version of magic itself. You know, Thelema was his thing. Do what that will should be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love and the will. Uh, that whole saying and uh, specific rituals that he actually wrote, you know, himself. I think a lot of people do actually get that confused. Uh, you know, a lot of the magic that's done. Believe it or not, uh, for the most ceremonial magicians probably do stem from the Golden Dawn or, you know, or something prior to that. But, you know, there's a big difference between like the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and then the Star Ruby. You know, the Star Ruby Crowley wrote, you know, and it might be working a little bit different. He did not write the banishing ritual of the pentagram. He just used it because that's what he learned in the Golden Dawn or maybe the Masons or whatever. But I think a lot of people also credit him a little bit too much, thinking that like everything he did, he wrote. No, he just has his specific rituals. But, you know, you used the uh, Nokia magic. He didn't make that up. You know what I'm saying? And he was right. big with that. So I, I think a lot of people may get a little confused. And I'm just trying to set that straight that, you know, what not is, everything. What is Enochian magic? Because uh, you hear I've heard like other people talk about ancient. Is that like like the in, in, uh, like Enochian like you can go to that. Like, it's a lot of um. Yes, the Enochian language. It gets into supposedly angels and demons. Um, you know, one thing I will get into. I'll just touch upon real quick with Enochian magic. Um, I think there's also a big misconception about probably what it really is. Um, it, that's some serious shit. Uh, there's a reason why the tablet is square. You have a square tablet, in my opinion. That's because now you are tapping into the uh, male energy of Saturn which is mm. no joke. It's no okay. joke if you really understand what that entails and what you have to do in order to tap into that. That is like, you know, uh, gangster shit. Mm. And uh, 
I think if somebody really truly is probably doing Nokia magic correctly and getting results, you are also going to get uh, UFO uh, activity. Okay. And well, you will think that it's UFOs, but it's really not. Okay. But that's what you'll think it is. See, that's crazy because there was an episode of a, a podcast I listened to and, and this guy, he was in military intelligence and they were sent out to recover a craft and you know, he was with these scientists or whatever. Long story short, they get up to it and um, he's looking through like his book to see what kind of language this is. And the scientist goes, you're, you're not going to find that book. It's, it's, that's ancient Enochian language. And then I think they kind of touch on like, like technology that they might've had, like they, that they were a very advanced race of people that might've lived at, at one time or are still around, who knows, I, you know, I, uh, I don't know a, a shit ton about it, but it's 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 really intriguing. And yeah. when I hear you talk think, about that, it's it, that's what brings me to mind. I think Jack, you know, Jack Parsons, um, you know, when he was doing his Babylon workings, I think there was like an heightened UFO activity around in that area. Uh, I even think maybe stuff. I mean, Crowley Crowley, he did one of his rituals in uh, area. No, what the fuck is that? Uh, Roswell? Not, what, what is that fucking? I can't believe I forgot the name of it. Is it Area 51 or whatever the fuck it's called? That's where, <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that's yeah. where, yeah, that is now where somewhere, you know, somewhere that he did a ritual at. That is oh, there shit. in the same spot. So, you know, people question, is there some type of open portal there? Or is there like, maybe he found a, a spot that was, you know, better than others. You know, maybe that was one of the, one of his even accomplishments. Who the fuck knows? Right. And maybe they knew that that was a spot, and they they use that area now. I, would I wonder not if he was ever anywhere near uh, Skinwalker Ranch because I know there's a lot of shit. Oh, we, you know, we were going to cover that after the uh, Scarlet Horse series. Oh, dude, working <laughs> there. We wanted to cover Skinwalker shit. Ranch because it's that has like it's got paranormal, occult, everything involved in that, really. Which I think uh, all ties yeah. together anyway. Paranormal is not understanding the occult. That's right. exactly what I think that is. If we don't understand, you know, occult is just hidden. That's all mm -hmm. that means, not understanding. Oh, that's a name, paranormal. That's what we call not understanding this type of stuff. Right. That's all I think that is, you know. Yeah, anything. They all go hand in hand. Yeah, because yeah, it's not normal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's not normal to you because you don't understand how reality works, probably. So that's the occult part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, there's people out there that, that believe in aliens but won't believe in bigfoot and it's like dude it, they're both paranormal like yeah it, how, how can you justify a space creature but you can't justify you, you think people are weird that you know a big hairy bipedal creatures walking around and hidden in these woods but you're okay with believing these little green martians or whatever color oh, yeah, 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 exactly sticking anal probes up your ass so it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo, and sometimes yo i swear to you you know why i think people pick that because if i believe in an alien he's not actually here he's somewhere out there and i may never fucking see him if i say bigfoot might be real well, then i'm saying that's here <laughs> right <laughs> he can follow you know? me home that's yeah that might be a little bit more dangerous of a thought yeah you know so so we'll, I'll, I'll stick with believing in something that i you know it's all the way out there and you know who knows if i'm ever gonna fucking see it yeah but uh but yeah with Nokia magic i definitely think uh my opinion if that is fucking with stuff in the abyss that's uh the way you know when i say that it's kind of like in the spirit world when you start tapping into you know another dimension or something that we can't see here I think uh, if when you start pulling stuff back into it, 
that might be seen as a UFO to some people. Mm, very true. No, I think it's just the way the matrix might decode, you know, just that, that type of situation. Mm-hmm. That's how our eyes might uh, see it, but it may not really be what we're seeing. You know what I'm saying? Our eyes could really be deceiving us. Right. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I definitely think there's something linked to that. I, I even think, you know, I don't know if, if you've ever noticed, if you looked up Crowley's Iowas, you know, that was a person that, you know, some entity that he was channeling for a while. Mm, that yeah. is probably the first depiction of a gray alien. Okay. I see. I'll yeah. have to get into this because I, I, I've heard Mark from my family thinks I'm crazy. You know, he, he did an episode with uh, Sam Tripoli and I, I thought most people that has, have ever heard that episode. I mean, Sam was like flipping out, and, you know, Mark was just like, Hey, I'm just bringing you the information that I found that I studied on it. But I need to get into getting into books and uh, on, on more on that end. I, I've never been a real big fan of reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it, if the book captured me within the first page, page and a half, mm. I could read the book. But yeah. I've always it's been gonna, be a problem with the cult books, too. Because yeah. I, I'll tell you, you have to sometimes it's just like you have to really rough through it and like find the few gems that you can understand. First. Right. And it may not be the most exciting thing, but that's, that's, we're, we're living in an age where we have podcasts. So we have guests on that know about it. Hey, exactly. great. now right. I can hear it. I don't have to read it. I can, I can listen to it. And you know, that, that's the beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, what, but yeah, what, but what I was getting at, I, I even think that Crowley uh, drawing that iOS thing. I mean, I hate to say it. I even think that might've given us the idea of what a gray alien is when it, that may not even really exist. You know now, what I'm saying? Now, how would that connect with with an owl? Because a lot of people associate owls with gray aliens as well. And then if See, you look into like, you know, in secret society, that's a, the that's a, pretty that's a, prominent. Yeah, that's a you can see now. It's actually funny that you bring that up because I've I've had an idea. Well, first off, uh, I don't even think Iowas, uh, like I said, I don't think he was really uh, how he was presented to us. I think Iowas or uh, even Lamb, which is another entity that he uh, was, you know, messing with. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Lamb. Lamb is the one that looks like an alien, not Iowas. My bad. I don't want people fucking you know, flipping the fuck out. <laughs> it doesn't know what he's talking about. Iowas is the one that he uh, channeled for the Book of the Law. Lamb was somebody else that he had channeled prior that he drew like an alien. Uh Lamb, I do not think is an alien. I actually think it's the pineal gland. Hmm. All right. I think he was having conversations with that. And that's why it is a three lettered word, because it fits the three spheres at the top of the tree. If the L was on the left, that would be showing you the square corner. And he was using the male energy of Saturn, not the female energy of Saturn. A would be the all seeing eye or the, you know, the cornerstone, the top of the pyramid, that would be at where Kether is. And then the M would actually match that pillar because that is the male force or the male energy, which rises, rises. Mm. W for woman goes down. That would be on the left side if he was using the feminine energy, but he is showing you that he is using the male energy. And when you release the feminine energy from yourself, your pineal gland will start to open up and you'll be able to slip out of your body with in your soul. And one day if, I plan on doing that. And 
Yo, if that happens and you I'll think you're crazy, call me because I will tell you I've I've seen and felt everything you have and you're not losing your mind. You just had a crazy experience. Calm down, because if you do really have that experience, it may fuck you up. No, I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what I'm getting at is that I think lamb. I think lamb was the pineal gland. And I think uh, like you could even put there's a thing called the homunculus. All right. That's another whole. Uh, it's like a very weird, obscure uh, cult thing. If you look it up, you don't see much about it. They consider it like a little man that's supposed to be like on top of your brain. It shows you like you're showing you. It can show you like where on your brain controls what parts of your body. But sometimes they'll construct it as like a little man. And it's like in Twin Peaks. That little man. Do you, do you ever see Twin Peaks? There's a little no. man in a lodge. There's this little midget guy in a lodge, and he is playing the homunculus or kind of almost like the pineal gland. He is in between both halves of the brain. Okay. In order to open up your pineal gland, you're going to have to sink and push most of your energy into the middle. You can't be spread out. You have to bring it together. Which makes sense. Yeah. So this little guy in, you know, at one point in, in Twin Peaks, David Lynch, you know, he just does his weird moments. You just look at the shit and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? That makes no sense. He's showing the little fucking dude sitting there in the fucking coffee cup. He pours it. It pours out normal. Then he like looks at somebody else, does it again. Now it's like syrup coming out. And then he just kind of like looks around, does it again. And now nothing comes out. That little man that's in the between our brains is in control of the flow. Hmm. And he just okay. showed you right there. He's playing the homunculus. Now that little alien could be looked at just differently as like the little man that he was talking to his pineal gland. Now, when the pineal gland starts to activate, you are now shining light, in my opinion, back into your brain. What can owls do? They can turn their fucking head around and look the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's a connection right there. Okay. That makes sense. I didn't, I didn't, would never have thought of that, which is probably why I asked you the question anyway, but <laughs> With the whole, I mean, and the pineal. I know. I mean, I even think the fact that they're just like, who, who, like, I even think that might even get into like representing like uh, vibratory, you know, stuff with vibrations as well. Okay. Like different. The same thing of why I think the frog is used in occultism sometimes is to show like, I mean, there's all sorts of things with frogs besides how they function and stuff that would be occult. But I think like just even uh, them making that specific type of deep sound. Mm -hmm. Might even be like a, something in occultism as well, a lower vibratory rate. If you get yeah. what I, you know. Yeah, I never knew uh, frogs were used until um, I think I listened to your your seven part oh, yeah. episode and uh, on Quasiquadle. I was just like, oh, the great human about that. Yeah, I was like, oh, I never knew that. I just always thought it was like owls and you know. No, others. no, was, no. There's a. I would never thought it, you, 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 uh, a frog. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at me like oh, it's just a fucking frog. <laughs> You got um Gabulon, who's a uh like I mean he's he's kind of he's normally a Mason kind of god, but I'm sure there's versions of him everywhere, not just you know specifically uh you know different spellings, but I'm just going with uh you know the Mason one, Jabulon. It is a cat on one side, uh looks like a dude or a man or a king or something with a crown on in the middle, and then a frog to his left, and they're on top of like spider legs. Like, you know, there's, there's something up with this shit. Like, you know, you know right. what I'm saying? And, and, you know, one of the things I had wondered, you know, and I'm sure that symbol has plenty of meanings, but 
um, you know, part of the way that society is manipulated, um, sight and sound and, and idols, really. Um, cats can see in the dark a little bit better than most people. And they have two sets of eyelids and frogs. You know, they make a sound, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, you know, and other things too. But I have often wondered, like, are they showing you right there? Um, the spider legs would be like, let's say a black widow or a spider. That's much more really um, the left pillar that's showing you the feminine energy. She spins her web. She's the black widow. She's the head bitch of her, you know, her own world. Mm-hmm. That's like a scarlet whore, really. Same thing. I think that's really, that's exactly showing you that uh, the scarlet whore is manipulating you through sight, sound, and idolizing things. See, oh, wow. <laughs> and that's, and that's and exactly why what's going on on both sides right now when it comes to political shit. Yeah. You got people, you know, neither idolizing Fauci or the government, or then you got people idolizing QAnon and Trump and other mm-hmm. people. And it's like, you know, maybe we just need to stop just idolizing anybody. Exactly. Uh, I mean, they talk about the shit in the Bible. I mean, you know, yes, yeah. I'm sure, you know, the Bible isn't uh, straightforward either. No. But I think that those one of you know that line itself, I think, is very straightforward. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, don't worship <laughs> false idols, you know, or yeah. you know, only worship me or whatever. And this is why I love anytime I and I, I told you this when I was on your show. Anytime I know you are on or you and Lux are on, it, it, you're gonna get a fucking wealth of knowledge on this shit because as as a young kid, that was the first type of conspiracies that I was into, like the Freemasons and you know, secret societies, you know, they make people disappear. They, they control this and they control that. And, you know, all the secret handshakes and, you know, all, just all, all the secretism that goes behind it, um, that, that everybody wants to know, you know what I mean? So yeah. when I sit here and I'm talking to you, it's just like, I'm a little kid sitting back, you know, in, in, at my desk, like getting a fucking education, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I wish I had some more crazier stories from like my own experience, but uh, you know, even going back, I guess, like you know, back to you know the whole thing with me joining the OTO. Yeah, what um, made you join? Now with that, I wanted to, I just like you. You said when you I, when you probably got into this stuff, you got very intrigued with the secret society stuff right mm-hmm. away. Same thing with me. I uh, bought into, and I mean, and I believe it still that they do uh, influence society or, you know, humanity. And I, I was like, you know, and I believe the magic was real. Even as a kid, I had always thought that like, kind of like witchcraft, the magic, there was something behind that. I definitely right. believe that as a kid growing up, I believed in aliens. I believed in ghosts. You know, I was very open to like saying that, that we don't understand what the fuck's really going on out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a lot we don't know. And I always uh, believed that. So I, still believe that, you know, magic was real. And I was like, you know, not that I want to use this stuff to be a piece of shit. One, I'm intrigued and nosy and I want to know what the fuck is this shit really real? You know, let me find out. And if it is, can I use it to like stay out of the matrix myself? Can I use it to just where I can have an easier life and kind of know my, know my balance, know my stay in my lane so then I can achieve what I want and I have to deal with so much bullshit or deal with the propaganda. So I can maybe understand, you know, a little bit more of the reality I'm in and to navigate through it. The best. Now, how, how old were you when you, when you joined in your twenties? Uh, teens? No, no, I was, it was later on actually. Okay. It was in my thirties. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause um, like if I was, if I was young, 
I, I would have wanted to join to learn the magic so I could be rich, famous, you know. Uh, no, you're probably better. What every little kid or young guy wants, you know. In life. Of course, yeah. <laughs> or anybody, really. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be young, but. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, no, I didn't uh, do it for that reason. Like I said, I actually, and I'm probably better off. I didn't fucking get into that shit earlier. Um, but yeah, I, uh, so I wanted to find a secret society that was more magic based because okay. I did believe that that was, you know, a big part of it. Um, I didn't believe the bullshit that the Masons aren't into magic. You know, that's just low level shit, but I was not about to, I didn't want to have to join something that I was going to take a long, long, long time for me to even be able to talk about that or even, you know, be around it. So I knew the Masons wasn't going to be something that uh, I could get into right away. I was much more intrigued, believe it or not, by the Golden Dawn. Hmm. Um, they seem to have been a little bit more, I would say, like scholastic, really, <laughs> like a little bit more of like, like, like you're really going to like learn shit. And um, it seemed a little bit, they weren't associated with Crowley, really. You know, at least they say they they aren't. You know, they claim they're not. Um, I was never an actually a really huge Crowley fan. I thought he was a uh, genius when it came to occultism. Right. But I don't know who this dude really was. Uh, and, you know, from the stories that you hear about him, you know, if it's half of it's true, I'm sure he was a little fucked up. And to be totally honest, he even tells you in his own books a couple of times, I'm not a dude to put up on a pedestal. Don't do it. But and I remember everybody that. did. Yeah, and everybody does. Yeah. Everybody at the OTO does. And the guy tells you at least once or twice in his own fucking words, I am not that dude. Don't do that. But uh, hmm. they do. So um, there was no Golden Dawn close to me. And anything else that I was like kind of somewhat interested in, there was nothing really that close except for the OTO. I happened to look out and there was like one product within a half hour away. And I was like, well, I, I guess if I'm going to do this, my options are kind of limited, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I was afraid to... You do it on my own in some aspects because, like, you get a lot of contradictory shit on the internet. You know, oh. you you could read one book and then read another book, and like some things are changed. The ritual's different. Uh, they don't even use that one. It's just it, you can get like muddied, and you can get very confused. And I wanted to stick to something that's like you know the OTOs, the stuff that you're using there, is because of it. basically. If, they're if you're learning it there or it's something that they're telling you to do or it's in Crowley stuff, um, that is because they've acquired results. Supposedly, right. you have this stuff works. Hmm. Um, you may never know how to actually make it work, right? Right. <laughs> but it will work if you know how to use it. So, so that stuff is included. So I figured, you know, let me go with something that I think is reputable still, at least, even though I didn't like Crowley. Um, for, you know, being somewhere that I could actually maybe learn, you know, legit shit. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more scholarly as well. But um, when I joined, I mean, you didn't, I thought you would get kind of a mentor. You don't. Um, mm. The Golden Dawn will. Uh, the Astrum Argentum will give you a mentor, but that's like a totally different. That's like a real secret society. And that was another I, one that I that don't crawled. think I've ever heard that other than you talk about it. Like what it what? What are they or what are they about? Astromar Gentum is uh, Crowley's uh, secret society that, okay. again, <laughs> another one that I believe has been around way before him. And I think it is even stuff that they even make that uh, remark. But uh, supposedly Crowley started it. That is like a real legit secret society. Uh, you will have to contact a place 
there's a few different places you can go to a few different, they call them lines or lineages. Basically you got a couple of people that supposedly said that either they were trained by somebody that was trained by Crowley and they got to a certain grade and they understand what's going on. So they started their own line. There's a whole bunch of, whole bunch of drama with that too. You know, right. you get people in the fucking, you know, uh, the magic community being like, Oh, that one's not a real line. That one's not authentic, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I did originally start off in London and uh, there is one that you can contact still. Well, not London, but over in Europe, he did start it in Italy again, you know, and then that's another whole thing. Italy and Germany, they have a lot of secret societies coming out of those two fucking countries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a lot. well, look how old the countries are. I mean, it's not like, yeah. you know, there's a couple hundred years old like like we are, but it you get... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they've been around a lot. Yeah, and then, you know, like I was saying earlier with the Freemasons, like everybody thinks the Freemasons are like the, the, the head, head honcho, but me personally, I, I don't think they are. I think they're just uh, one of the, you know... Spokes in the, the wheel. Small, yeah, smaller frat parties on, on on campus. They're not the, the the head honcho guys that, you know, actually run the thing. But certain members that do get up to you know the thirty third degree or whatever, they're in some pretty fucking influ- influential uh, yeah, positions in in that. government or or business in general. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But oh now, yeah, the Estrem Argentum. Uh, the, the the thing with is with that. What I was going to get at is that uh. You'll have to contact somebody, uh, depending on which place you contact, you're either going to have to do it through email or you will literally have to mail a letter like over. I think I mailed one to London uh, requesting to want to become a student. Hmm. Uh, Then they'll send you something back that I think you have to sign and send back. And then they give you like a list of like these shitload of books and they tell you uh, you can't you have to wait at least 90 days. And then if you've read these books in that time. Or you could even ask for the test regardless. I think they give you like a year to take it or something even longer. Um, You are going to have to take a test on all these books. Um, And then if you do that, you become a student. You're not going to meet anybody right away. You're going to be conversating with somebody through the internet. And you will probably only really meet somebody when you do initiations. Um, I I had one friend who uh, took the neophyte grade. And he actually had to fly over to fucking uh, either Italy or Spain. He went to one of those. You know, and uh, he said it was some pretty fucking wild shit. He said it was nothing like the OTO. Uh, He said that fucking initiation that he took, he thought he was going to fucking die. He said he thought they were going to kill him. And he said that he actually uh, like left with fucking like scratches on him and stuff. But, uh, that is like a real deal, like secret society. Like you're probably not going to know everybody who's in it. You're only going to know who the fuck they allow you to fucking know. Um, <laughs> you might see people that, you know, and that's a whole other thing I even have. You know, I should just fucking keep this thing next to me every time I fucking record because I bring it up all the time now and I never have it with me. I, I bought one of their robes. You don't have to be a member to buy one of their robes. I knew somebody who was a member who made robes for them. So I okay. bought one of their fucking robes. No, you know, I was in the OTO anyway. So, I mean, right. they considered us like, you know, kind of like brothers regardless. So when you um, say robe, like it, all black with the hood, like well, maybe like a rope belt type. type no deal. rope belt, but is uh, it does come down. Yeah, there's a big robe that comes down to probably like close to your ankles. Uh, the hood. Now, this is the difference with their robe. Now, the OTO, they don't have hoods. 
Okay. Now, the oh, yeah, Astro Argentum does. This is fucking wild. This is, and this is where I think, honestly, I think the whole mask shit with COVID might be coming from this. Hmm. Um, it is a detachable hood that would fit over your head, kind of almost like an executioner. Um, it has the all-seeing eye at the top of the head and then two circles for your eyes, and that's it. There's no mouth. You know, I think I've seen that in some movies or, or probably or TV shows. Yo, yo, hold uh, on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. I'll go fucking grab it. All right. Yeah, go grab it. Oh shit. Yeah. It's only only got, uh, wait a second. You know what? Watch. No fucking, I'm going to be a weirdo. (laughs) Put it on the way. Dude, that would freak me the fuck out. If, 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 if if you walked into my house at night (laughs) with that on and, 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 and the rest of it, and you were just standing over my bed. Oh, holy fuck. Like, that's some creepy ass shit. No, you know what's so funny? The next time I actually do a live, I think I might actually wear this. this you way. should. You should. Holy, that's creepy, bro. <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> I'm going to wear it so then those other piece of shit uh, occultist podcasts out there that don't think uh, people know, yeah. they'll know that I'm legit and I actually know that they're scum. They're pushing propaganda. Now... <laughs> When you went to join, okay, now, does the OTO have lodges, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so, yeah, when I went to go join, uh, believe it or not, it's very easy to find these places. Because, like, I can go downtown and I can find a Freemason lodge, but I wouldn't know what to look for for OTO, Golden Dawn, or any yeah. other, you know. Um, I remember, I, I really, I, I've told this story before. I, I think, honestly, if I remember correctly, um. There was a, there's a large blazing star OTO. Uh, they have a lot of videos on YouTube and I think I need to message them or something or commented. Um, I was like, you know, how the fuck do I even like, I was like, you know, I told them cause they were, I knew they were, I think they're in California or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm in New York. How do I uh, find out about getting like a mentor or a teacher? Like, cause I have still really didn't have an idea. I'm still thinking like you might actually get somebody above you who's going to help you or whatever. You know, I'm asking stupid questions. I don't know how this shit works. And they're like, well, uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they're like, uh, they asked me like, well, where are you? And I told them where I was. And they're like, oh, they're like, uh, it's definitely something out there. Uh, and they, they were like, just go on the OTO website. And I was like, oh, it's that fucking easy. Wow. And you go, like, start typing it in. I think, yeah, yeah. And you go to it, and, uh, you know, I think every country that they're in has their own separate one. Like, this is the funny shit. If you're you're trying to join the OTO here or, or, you know, whatever, you're on the the site here, it's it's not going to show you, like, link to Australia. Australia will have their own OTO site. So it's like, unless you fucking even knew it, it's like, it's almost like decarp. I really think it's like keeping things uh what's that depart uh, whatever you know keeping them separate right so people don't know what everything's going on you know still putting you in to little compartments uh but so i was like holy fuck it's really this easy and and then that's how i found out that the place was close to me and then i was like fuck uh it gave you i think it had on there um if when you're looking at the lodges it will give you some sort of like contact either an email so you know a lot of these places have facebook fucking pages you'd be surprised they all have like almost some sort of social media 
believe it or not, every every. Why would they do that if they want to be so secret, though? You know what I mean? Is that just it's a psyop? It's a fucking psyop. Okay. Psyop in itself. That's why I left. Uh, So, so it was. I was like, holy shit. So I think I I contacted them and uh, told them. I would. I looked up their calendar. Um, They had a calendar of, of events. And there was a Gnostic mass coming up and I was like, uh, you know, I've watched it on YouTube. So I was like, all right, I think I'll go to that. I kind of know what I'm expecting. So I think I just hit them up and then they were like, yeah, the day of just contact us again and we'll give you uh, directions or, you know, or, or the address, you know, how to get here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day of I, I hit them up, they emailed me back. They gave me uh, directions. I went and uh, I mean, I was a little surprised by the Gnostic mass because uh, the one that I watched on YouTube didn't have the nudity in it, but there was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, and this is an all guy thing, right? No. Or, oh, so, okay. So it's co-ed. Yeah, it's co-ed. And the, the priestess at one point, uh, like takes, you know, is removed and put up on the altar, uh, completely naked. And uh, that surprised the fuck out of me because I wasn't expecting that. But, uh, you know, years and years down the road, I somehow still found myself there. Hmm. But, that you know, that's how it that's how I originally, you know, that's my story of like, you know, for my first time. And then uh, I think I went to a couple of classes after that okay. instead, instead of the mass, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then I eventually started getting uh, more comfortable with the whole situation. But uh, I even when I started going, I never felt at home, I guess I would put it, I would never, you know, I didn't feel, I honestly didn't feel 100% welcome either. Right. Um, the people there were very, very different than how I grew up or what I was, you know, exposed to. Um, you know, I grew up out, not in the city, I'm a Long Island boy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me to like, kind of uh, all of a sudden just show up and get dropped in the middle of like a bunch of liberals, um, I'm out of my element to me. You know, and I really wasn't even sure, you know, something was just weird. These people are not like me. There's something off. I wasn't even sure what it was at first. And I started to realize it. But uh, I just was never really uh, tied to it and never felt uh, comfortable. So I I never really thought it was going to be a lifelong thing. You know, I kind of figured I would get out of it what I wanted or, you know, what I wanted to learn. And uh, it wouldn't make it. You know, some people make that shit that, you know, the lodge that I went to, you could probably have gone there fucking once or twice a week, if not more. They were very active. Some people are there like every fucking weekend, one or two days a week. You know, that's their thing. That's their their church. Yeah. Yeah. Or just to fit in. They have no friends. I mean, I I get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, where else are you going to find people like that, you know, to talk to about shit like that? Yeah. So people can get heavily into that. But uh, I knew that was never going to be me. Uh, not at all. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, there was, you know, and my whole idea of even magic had changed why I, I went through the OTO. And, and that was probably some of the reasons that even kept me still going is because my idea of it changed and my reason for staying there, I guess, changed. But, uh, you know, I was at one point, I thought it was very much just of psychological shit. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, nah, you're really not fucking doing anything all that crazy. I thought it was just more of like being in control of your own thoughts and controlling yourself. And that is a very huge part of it. You do need to have that down. But, uh, you know, so that kept me going for a while because I was under the impression that this shit just looks edgy and it's probably really all, you know, it's not that bad. You just got a lot of fucking edgy fucking people. You know, that's it. Stick. I right. thought that was like its fucking thing, which I do think that's it stick to a point. 
that's its selling point, but it's to sell to slaves. Uh, but uh, I eventually just, you know, once I started realizing that magic is a little bit more beyond just uh, doing uh, self-reflection and, uh, you know, and doing whatever rituals and prayers and things you want to do to try to get that self-reflection, I started realizing like uh, there is like I am neither going somewhere or something is coming here. Like there is something being tapped into. There is some kind of spiritual change going on. And uh, I just realized that the OTO, in my opinion, was not a place to continue going to if I truly understood what experiences I was having and, and realizing what brought them on. Um, you know, you cannot be a slave to really much of anything to start practicing real magic. And that counts sexuality. Mm. The OTO is huge on that. Um, Crowley so just, was bisexual, supposedly. So now that brings in other other sexual ideas. So that's funny. You no, know, because... that's all welcome there. Oh, you're doing your will, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, some people will do shadow work. And when you're doing shadow work, you're supposed to be looking at like the fucked up part of yourself and changing that. And it's almost as if the OTO kind of tells, you no, that's your will and embrace it. So like, you know, uh, justifying like, all right, I'll have a train run on me at an OTO conference, you know, right. a conference. like, you know, now you're justifying that thinking that's your will and you're embracing being a fucking whore. No, I hate to tell you, you're actually just putting yourself into slavery more. Now you're a fucking puppet. You right. know what I'm saying? It's the complete opposite. You cannot have all these different labels. You have to annihilate your fucking ego and every little fucking name you want to give yourself to in order to experience real magic. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the OTO is not about that at all. It is really much more of a liberal left pillared left. Uh, leftist ideology think tank where it's pushes the image of it really does push a lot more of a darker aspect, sexual aspect. It pushes a lot of um, idolizing. It kind of influences just a lot of things that go against what is needed to really have a magical experience. So, right. You know, I have to sit back and, you know, I, I'm thinking and I'm like, you know, well, what is this? Like, uh, why is it the complete opposite then? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like you would. So I'm like, you know, you would think the lodge like would eventually if, if, you, if you people started realizing like this is, you know, what's needed to do magic. You think you probably leave like I did because you'd realize this place is just not a good fucking place for it. And you would think like, fuck, you know, these places would probably fucking shut down after a while because people would stop going. Uh, no, I, I think they will just keep that shit open because they're actually trying to make that mindset of the members that are coming. I think I w- they're trying to make sheep and slaves for when you start going up in initiations. After a certain degree, in my opinion, you are just taking part in an agenda or certain rituals or certain ideas. And I do think people will be used and some will understand what's really going on. The funny thing is, um, I I wrote a question down uh, when I was looking over here, I wrote a question down and you, the way you brought it in, you you talked about the, the sexual aspect of it. And the question that I wrote down was how close is the OTO represented by the movie Eyes Wide Shut? Huh. Uh, 
you know, I, I, uh, that's a hard one. Um, my friend Sean McCann did a series on the Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, from looking at the way that he did it, believe it or not, it might show, even though you were saying stuff about Freemasonry, to me, it showed more as Freemasons. Okay. No, that's, that's fair. I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah, why yeah, that it popped um, in my mind, but, but when you were saying, <laughs> well, you know, the whole sexual I'll aspect tell you, of it. And... Um, I'm, well, <clears throat> all right, I'll put it there. I mean, at the OTO conferences, they have those, they're called Noticon. I've never been to one, but I've had friends that have gone and I've had, you know, even people tell me what they've done there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's every two years. They normally kind of get it like in a, uh, they get like a hotel, I guess, that has like those, uh, those rooms where you can do lectures in them as well. Yeah. Like a big so conference you can, like, classes. Yeah. Yeah. Conference. Yeah. Conference rooms. And, but you know, they'll have hotels there as well and they'll stay. And, um, you know, there's the whole thing like, oh, if you get a tap on the back, as long as you're a first degree, odds are if you're a Minerva, they ain't going to fucking ask you. But, you know, there's the whole thing of like, you know, if you kind of get tapped on the shoulder and somebody asks you, you know, do you want to come hang out at our room tonight? That's telling you something, mm. you know, and they get their freak on. Uh, there's a girl I knew that uh, was, you know, she was in and there for a while, a, a third degree. Which then this blows my mind. She was a third degree and had no idea how to do the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. She had never practiced that. I would hope to fucking God before you even became a nerval, you understood that to a certain, certain degree. You at least could go with the motions. You may not know what you're doing. So no. I'm like, what the fuck? So basically what I'm getting at is she really didn't have any knowledge of magic. But when she went to these things, her husband and her man let her fuck whoever fucking was hanging out. I don't so, so, you know, it starts, it starts, starts, yeah, so it, it can start getting into that. Um, but that's, you know, it's not. When stuff like that happens and you get into weird shit like eyes wide shut, I don't know how much it is a legit uh, like Mason or OTO thing. Like right. it could be maybe just a few people that are from that lodge that are in the know kind of you know doing their own thing it's not like a lodge event you know what i'm you know get gotcha. what i'm getting at yeah it's not for everybody um it, it, it's like the 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 cool kids club of of the club you know hey we're actually yes. gonna meet over, over here at this time yes. you know yeah and i saw i saw clicks like that too which made me question there was definitely people that you always saw together it just you know it was obviously same people always doing certain classes and things there and it was just obvious you know they there was something going on. Um, so, you know, when you mention eyes wide shut, I mean, it, it could, it, I mean, when we do our rituals there, if it was a closed meeting, um, I mean, even if it was an open meeting, but if you're in the ritual, if you're in the ritual, you are going to be in some type of fucking robe, some type of garment. You're not, you know, you're going to start looking like eyes wide shut. Uh, if it's an open meeting that people can be wearing anything that they want when they show up, if it's a closed OTO meeting and it's like a Gnostic mass or rituals going on, if you're not in it and you're still just on the sidelines watching it, you better be in your robes though. Okay. So, I mean, you will have a room packed of fucking people literally in fucking robes. Like, yes, that does happen. Damn. You know, people will have these elaborate headdresses on people will, you know, come up with outfits to match whatever God they're doing. Uh, I mean, when it comes to ritual work, Crowley, I think he even says it in magic and theory and practice. And I, and I truly do believe he's on point with this to an extent. Um, 
if you want to really get the most bang for your buck when you're doing a ritual, if you do have multiple people that understand what the fuck's going on and what they're doing, to take on each type of character or energy or symbolism that you're using in that ritual and basically make, it's like you're watching a play. Hmm. That is like the most like powerful way that you could do it. And I think it's because like you're putting a lot of energy into it. If everybody's on the same page, you have a lot of intent being brought into there. I think that all has something to do with it. And it's just, you get a lot of energy going on. But uh, I mean, these things are, you can, really uh you can get pretty you know extra with this shit i mean you could have people dressing up as toth you know masks you know everything yeah i mean you can if you want to and it's you know if they allow it in their rituals but i mean you know i've seen stuff where people are you know completely uh you know they're garbed up i mean there was there was times when i first started going where i shit you not this idea did come through my head it was minus the sex, but I was like, yo, I was like, this fucking shit that you see in Eyes Wide Shut, like, I remember one time vividly, I really do remember standing there, I was in the back, um, I think I just became nervous, and uh, Now, Minerval is what level? It's like a, an honored guest, okay. and you can start going to closed meetings, um, but I think at some point, like, they allowed... Uh, you could just dress in all black and I'm sure I had a robe anyway, but maybe I just didn't feel like going there, but like, I I wasn't in the robe, but like, I remember like I was kind of all the way in the back. So like I had a good view of the whole lodge, you know, the the Gnostic mess going on and everybody's standing up because there's times when you get up and you sit down. So I'm standing up and I'm standing there and I'm like looking at the back of everybody and just like all these things. And I'm like, Yo, yo, this is actually some like eyes wide shut shit right here. Like <laughs> just a smaller fucking version. Yeah. I'm like, yo, like I'm literally in that situation right now. Like this is actually fucking weird. It's just a small scale. But I was like, yo, like this is fucking real. Right. Dude, that would I don't know, I'd be a little trippy. Yeah, I remember I, I had it just like it just hit me when I was like, wow, like 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 would I have ever have guessed the first time I saw that movie that I would be witnessing this right in front of me. I never, you know, never. Now you yeah, mentioned the, very surreal. the lesser banishing ritual. And I've heard you mention this, you know, several times. And now I finally get to ask the question, what is that? Because when, when I hear you talk about it, to me, it, it seems like that's a pretty big fucking deal to learn, to progress to maybe like the next level or whatever, like, it, like a big deal as in, that's your basic fucking shit. That you, yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. If you don't know this, bread and butter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, your bread and butter. Like, if you don't know this, you ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, Israel or Guardy, and I even think Crowley said, I mean, you'd even truly probably understand what the fuck those rituals are about. Uh, I think there's a book called, uh, it's called Libra O, and it has, uh, it just has the pentagram and the hexagram rituals. And I even think like Regardi had said, like, that book could easily take you four years to actually understand what you're really doing, you know, or even longer, like, you know, to re, I mean, you, you could go with the motions and you can have that all down. You can have, you know, the, you know, all that shit down, but to really start seeing everything that's really going on. Some people may never actually see that, but um, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram really is like kind of um, that's where you start off when you want to start, you know, it's suggested um, when you want to start creating a magical space, 
um, the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram, it's lesser. That's because uh, you're kind of basically uh, banishing. If you're invoking, uh, doing the, the greater ritual of the pentagram, that would be invoking. But the banishing one, you are basically removing any earthly energies, uh, you know, earth, air, wind, and fire, like those type of elements or those energies that are here in this world. You're basically like kind of creating a circle of your like your own little bubble to remove all of that and to basically it's like if you had a dirty plate, a plate mm-hmm. or a dirty slate. All right, I want to make something new. Uh, you know, I, I'm using the counter. I want to make something on the fucking counter. Well, let me clean all this off first. Nice clean slate, and I'll start here and start doing what I want to do. That's kind of what the blesser banishing ritual of the pentagram, in my opinion, is for. And you know, one reason you are just eliminating everything, so you have a clean slate. And then everything after that is going to be kind of working towards what your aim was now, I would assume. Okay. Unless, you know, there could be more banishing. Like when I would use, I was very much into planetary energy and uh, the tree of life spheres, which you would, you could use with the greater hexagram ritual. Now the hexagram is for planetary energies, zodiac energies. If I wanted to start invoking those in, I would have to do first here. I'd have to banish the earth elements Mm -hmm. and then I would have to banish the planetary elements. And then let's say I wanted to contact Mercury. If I'm done banishing all that, now I'm going to do the greater hexagram ritual and invoke Mercury and then do a whole other fucking ritual for that. That is just specific to Mercury, you know, (laughs) and then after that comes, you know, you can have meditations, mantras. Now the ritual, I mean, I literally could spend 45 minutes to an hour just to do a ritual by myself at home. And that's not counting my, if I, you know, I'll admit it. I used to take ritual baths. I was very extra about the shit because I believed everything was there for a reason. Right. You know, I would fucking add salt, water, whatever herbs or incense that was going along with whatever I wanted to achieve. I would burn that shit and I would fucking try to meditate, relax, clear my mind in the tub. So, I mean, the ritual is kind of almost starting right then and there. You know, I'm already starting with my habit of what I'm going to do to try to get my result. The ritual started when I got into the fucking bath, really, if you want to think about it. So that's another fucking 15, 20 minutes filling up the fucking tub, doing whatever. Now you're looking at a ritual really took me probably an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes. If I really wanted to do it, like, you know, serious. I have a quick question. Uh, what power, if you were to invoke Jupiter, what, what would that bring? abundance uh good luck uh mm. you know kind of like a utopia it's uh jovial you know very jovial things uh That's jupiter <laughs> you know see this is this is why i have like if you know my logo i really only want to i don't want to use too many different colors because i understand like what they mean mm-hmm. uh so i kind of stay with like blue and white or i try to because like white is like you know pure and blue is like on a more positive, higher arc of uh, the tree of life. You know, I'm not trying to put, you know, anything fucked up in my shit, honestly. You know, or I right. don't want anybody turning around and being like, oh, well, look at that in his logo. He's probably trying to curse people. Oh, my yeah. fuck. You know, so I've even considered, like, what am I putting on my shit? You know, and uh, so blue would go with Jupiter. So it's more That's of crazy. a. You know, yeah. Jupiter so, is my ruling yeah. planet. Or, or Chesed. Uh, chested on the tree of life jupiter falls on there you can okay. go with that as well and it's a uh, it's kind of like the glory you know you have the power and the glory on the tree of life that's the red and the blue sphere uh it's kind of funny that that's what's exactly on top of cop cars also 
Uh, yeah, uh, no shit. <laughs> um, that would be the power and the glory, kind of like uh, when they blue, when everything's nice, when everything's in abundance, when everything's the way it's supposed to be. Once it starts getting over to the other side and starts going towards the red, now there must be some chaos and change. And then if we're going to even try to bring that back to where it was, we're going to have to create more chaos and change because it's almost like cancer. Uh, you're going to have to remove something. Unfortunately, as sad as it sounds, you might have to lose a fucking breast or a foot, but we have to cut something off. So the rest of you can function the way you should. And then that's where the red comes in, where you have to create the chaos and change to bring back balance. Or sometimes you push it even farther. So, right. I mean, when you really start looking at what the red and blue even symbolize on the Kabbalah and then look at it on top of a cop car or even on there. Yes. <laughs> you have American to start flag. wondering, was any of this influenced uh, influence through yeah. Kabbalah? Because you, know? you have the red, the blue and the white on the American yeah. flag. And, and they even say the, the red is for the blood sacrifice or the blood that was sacrificed for, you know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. For the founding of the country and what have you. And it's like, damn, whoa, what the fuck? And then you have someone like me that had someone really cool and, and 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 no intent to any of this design a logo for me and if you look at that logo i'm sure you could pick it apart like a like a uh, motherfucker and be like look at all these colors you know you you have so many eyes in your logo and this and that but you know i, I didn't they weren't put there for that reason but no no i know you, you know what i mean like yeah you know, yeah Oh, no, there's plenty of times where I even say, you know, sometimes I think some shit is just that's just it just ends up looking like that because you just we're so used to seeing the shit already that it's not unnormal for people to throw it together and not even realize that they're doing something. You know what right. I'm saying? You know, yeah. you, could, you could easily be picking up occult symbols that we think might even mean something else and, you know, reuse it and not realize what we're actually doing. So how real is the magic that you do? Like, OK, we see magic on TV. They do a little sleight of hand thing. Now the magic you're talking about, like you, you're going to pop out of time and space, and you're going to kind of escape your body, spirit. I mean, that's like real magic. But hey, that's what that's all about. You're literally going to. uh, You ever heard of the black hole sun? Uh, The black sun. Yeah. Yeah, the song "Black Hole Sun." Mm -hmm. They're talking about the same fucking shit. Talking about the same shit, the same thing that even uh, the Nazis were interested in the black sun. That uh, is not just Nazi stuff that, in my opinion, um, for the most part, 
doesn't matter if you're doing it through meditation, you are just gifted. If you're doing ritual magic, no matter what, and once you start to cross the abyss, doesn't matter if you're a Nazi or you're a fucking Christian, you're going to see that black sun anyway. Hmm. You know, this is another whole thing that has gotten vilified. Yes, it can be a fucked up thing because people can use it for a fucked up thing. Right. Just like the Scarlet War. We will make it sound like it is just associated with something so fucking horrible. You will just never really look at it any further and just deem it horrible. Um, if you see the black sun in your vision, you're also coming or choosing. You have the choice to also come closer to God. Mm. You know, um, that's my opinion. But what you will start to see when this happens, um, I even had a thing up on Twitter. If you go and look, I had that. I put up uh, the Black Hole Song song. And mm -hmm. I put up a video and I actually tried to make, I had to make that video. I had to turn the eclipse the other way. I actually really created, that is what you see before you cross the abyss. Okay. Um, with your eyes closed and you start, you know, peeking back into uh, your brain in a sense, or start to open up, uh, you know, your pineal gland. Um, you will all of a sudden, like, it's like the black, it gets as black as black. Like the blackest black you've ever seen with your eyes closed. It's almost as if it's like fucking, you can almost feel that it's like thick and real because it's so black. It almost feels like you're it's somewhere black. You know, it's a really hard experience. Yeah. And uh, it will almost look like a, 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 a wave, like a black flag kind of going like this a little bit. You'll see the blackness like that. And, it, and it's almost as if it's like light reflecting off of stuff, you know, oh, like wow. black silk dancing. That's neat. And then all of a sudden in the middle, uh, it gets really black and there's nothing moving and it's concentrating. It's getting really fucking black. And all of a sudden it's like, it starts to look like an eclipse to a sense. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that uh, spiral thing from Travis Scott. Mm -hmm. Now me and Lux, when we're on dangerous world, we said, you know, that's a symbol. People get confused with that stuff. Uh, yes, it does go with pedophilia, that whole swirl, but that swirl was an occult symbol first. That swirl is showing you, you swirling back. That starts, believe it or not, it as is if that black fucking circle that is black is black and is starting to look like it's starting to go into an eclipse. The rest of it coming out is almost like looking at like a spiraling tree stump. Oh, snap. Okay. The wormhole, the yeah. rabbit hole. Okay. It's as now if that starts admitting from that hole. You can see it like spiraling out, coming out. You know, that can scare a motherfucker enough to where that snaps them out of you. Right. You know, but if you stay focused and you don't get nervous, you will start to see it's almost as if there's an eclipse. And then I think John Lennon said it the best in, uh, I don't know if it was Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. You will start to see windows hopping up on the side. Is mm -hmm. as, as if it's just like appearing out of like blackness or almost kind of like a black cloud. And it's like looking through cellophane. I think oh. he says that in one of his looking through cellophane skies okay. or eyes, yeah. some shit like that. When I realized I happened to be listening to the song recently and I was like, holy fuck, that is the best way to explain it. Because I was trying to even explain this shit to a friend of my wife about what it looks like. Cause I'm like, it doesn't look like a fucking TV, but it looks like you're peering through something. And then I heard that cellophane, whatever. And I was like, holy fuck, that is the best way to fucking explain it. 
Of course, that's what John Lennon was talking about in that fucking song, you know, but Damn. everybody else took it in a different way. Um, it is as if you're kind of looking through tinted cellophane. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, you know, we, you and I are about the same age, uh, putting plastic over the windows um, yes. during the window or during the winter, uh, you know, to help keep drafts out and what have you. you know, obviously, windows have gotten a lot better since then. Um, but when you would look out, it, it, it was kind of like what you're explaining. You know, it was, it, you could see through it, but it was it just you knew it was that like there was there. It was like yeah. fucking nowhere. it's like a window with mm-hmm. no room. But yet you can look you can look and see. Right. It's fucking insane. I mean, and then if you want, you can go right in if you want to be, you know, gangster enough. But uh, now, how so, do you yeah, trigger so like, that to open? It? Is it like a meditation ritual or kind of? I mean, okay. I'm not even on them. <laughs> OK, <laughs> so, so like so like you can start getting those like windows popping up. Um, I think when you start looking at those things. You still kind of you're kind of veering off the path. OK. You know, I think that is kind of like, well, I'm going to stop and take a look at somewhere in time and space instead of maybe still, I think if my opinion, if you can ignore those and just keep going deeper in, that's when you start really having the experiences with God. Gotcha. And you're not trying to peek into places maybe you shouldn't be looking at, you know, maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe we shouldn't be looking into those windows. I have no idea. Those are your temptations, you know, flying. I've thought that, believe it or not. Yes, yes. And, uh, my experience you know, happily married oh look at this 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 lady that you know over here look how hot she is she's flirting with you or or look at all this pile of money that you could have if you just do this one thing or look at this shiny car you know whatever your temptation is you know maybe that's what those little windows are yeah so, no it's I, not. I i think uh yeah it's just subconscious probably still taunting you but uh so you know there's been times when i have not you know really even been bothered with any of the stuff on the side and I, my whole mission was really just to keep going forward and eventually the eclipse will start to look like a moon waxing you know when the moon starts to brighten and get bigger mm-hmm. but the thing is the eclipse isn't going from like left to right or right to left it's going from the bottom up so it mm-hmm. is as if you're actually watching the black sun open its fucking eye the all-seeing eye is starting to open. And that, in my opinion, is when you are starting to crack open your pineal gland. And then Dude. once that shit is fully fucking open and it is burning bright as fuck, snap, you're somewhere else. You're in a 3D uh, fucking HD TV. You're not even in your body and you're swiveling all the fuck all over the place like some fucking security camera. L- limitless, weightless, Every fucking fear, every fucking anxiety, hate has all melted off of you. And you're just sitting there in this awe. And you feel the most loving thing that you'll ever experience in your life. It is something beyond you'll ever, as much as I love my wife, that shit, it, it has its own, its own feeling. Right. It's, it cannot be replicated. And I, I truly lo- believe because I decided not to look at the fucking bullshit that that was actually, you know, an experience that they call in magic on Chokma. You come face to face with God. Hmm. And I think at that point, you left the body and spirit. You said, fuck all the bullshit, even trying to get out of the matrix. And you become one with all of consciousness for a little bit. You literally feel like your body and everything and all your senses are stretched out. You feel part of the fabric of the universe. It is the most insane 
in feeling and it's just like this immense feeling of pure love that it, you cannot describe I, I can never describe it right and uh it was a beautiful experience and then it just eventually you know you wake up and you're like what the fuck just happened and that can scare some people it scared yeah. me at first you know it freaked me the fuck out a lot of people uh talk about that similar um experience when they're doing dmt or ayahuasca you know i had a guy yeah. on you know we, we did a whole whole episode on dmt and it, it, it fascinating mind-blowing and it's like it makes it makes you want to and i could see where it could get addicting because if, if you are no, it experiencing is. that the reason why i stopped too because i was yeah. like yo i could see this being highly fucking addictive and for me i just looked at it you know i'm i'm human man right i, I can be an asshole you know uh the more times i keep doing this the higher statistics of me being a dick eventually might happen right and I was like, I knew I was really not a uh, gangster enough. Um, I mean, recently I've been getting these types of things going on just from meditating. Now, I don't know if it's me doing it. I don't know if something's going on recently out there. And it's because there's even people I know, even fans that are seeing the same fucking thing. I mean, well, and that, that's, that freaks me the fuck out. I mean, I've had at least two or three like real close fans and people, you know, people even have their own show have been on shows are telling me that they are seeing this when they're not even trying to, when they close their eyes at night, mm. you know, or if they try to meditate. Right. And, uh, you know, so that makes me wonder if something happened. I keep holding myself back from meditating. I don't know why. And, and I keep telling myself, Oh, it's cause you're too busy. You know, you got, got to get up for work. You know, I love my sleep, so I'm not going to get up early to, to, to meditate, which I probably should. Cause you know, I, I, I try to absorb, all the good energy that I can throughout the day. And, you know, I feel the negative energy coming in I try to, you know, push it back or, you know, keep it at bay. And, um, like, even like last night I went, my, my daughter got an apartment actually just like a, probably a block and a half away from where I live. And, uh, she's showing me around and she, she opened, um, the attic door and she's like, you know, she opened it up and she's like, Oh yeah. And as soon as she opened it up, I said, Nope, close that door, please. And she's like, why? I said, oh, uh, sorry, got bad juju energy coming, coming as soon as she opened it up. And she goes, she just kind of looked at me and said, you know, I call her bug. I said, I'm an empath. You know what I mean? I, I pick up on, on, on this shit. I said, I, I'm starting to finally understand um, what I'm feeling. Okay. You know, before I, I, I would feel it and then I'd get in, I'd get all like, like anxiety, you know, like just weird. I'll tell you one thing. My daughter would be like, oh, dad, you're, you're getting twitchy. And I'm like, ah, no, no. And I, I told her that. And before I left, I went over and opened it up and I, I just peeked up and immediately I got that anxiety feeling like, <sighs> like I needed to take, take deep breaths. And I, I closed the door. I said, yeah, that, I said, I don't know what the fuck is up there, but you know, I, I'm not saying your house is haunted, but I, I'm not getting a good vibe from, from going up, opening that door, you know? And I don't even know how I got on, on that topic, but. <laughs> oh, well, I'll tell you one thing, uh, you know, in any case, maybe somebody's listening and they're like, wow, this almost kind of sounds familiar. Um, you know, and it is an experience that I've had and uh, even experiences that other people have had, um, well with this you know whole scenario that i just explained 
Um, you know, when that's all done and over, as much as I hate to fucking even use this phrase, people start talking about these psychic downloads or the, whatever this shit is, that you will all of a sudden start having shit just popping off in your head and you'll be like, you you start to almost like, start seeing the matrix, I think, for a little bit more than what it is. Right. And you think you just start clicking and you all of a sudden you have these ideas and these thoughts and that can scare some people. You oh, know, uh, you're not going crazy. That's just a side effect. You know, you know um, it, you're not it, losing your mind. It never really scared me, but it always put me in a state of, of I wouldn't say panic, but like that, that nervousness and I could never understand. Yes. I, I just yeah. thought it was okay. Oh, I'm, I'm being overwhelmed and, and see, I can't that, handle the situation at the time or whatever. And now I'm understanding yeah. I'm picking up on something and I need to, my body is registering. Hey, this, this might not be that good. So leave it over here. Just walk away. That's all you gotta do. Just, Hey, okay. Yeah. You're here. Motherfucker. Gotcha. Uh, you stay there. <laughs> I'll stay here. You want to tangle? Okay, we can try and go rounds, but uh, <laughs> you're, 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 I can't see you, but you can see me. And, you know, I don't know how I'm going to connect with you. Uh, but yeah, but, but like you will get a lot of that download stuff. And uh, what's, what's, what else was I going to say? You can get very like frightening and, and nervousness and you can start feeling like, um, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, one of the reasons why I started my podcast is because of these experiences you will. And and I honestly believe, you know, if you start having these experiences and you start understanding uh, and you identify with what I'm saying, you could start easily seeing how maybe uh, a lot of artists, uh, just how everything that is popular now could easily be achieved when you start having these experiences, because I will tell you, you will probably need to find a hobby. Mm. You're going to find something that you like to do. You are going to need to create something or make something, or you are going to feel like a fucking ball of energy that's about to pop. You need, you need to stay focused and start thinking and doing stuff. To, it's like legit, you almost have to burn off what the fuck you just brought back with you. Yeah. And, and you the, know what? Best, that, that makes perfect reason. sense because I have a, an addictive personality, but I pick up different hobbies. Like I got into archery. I wanted to know all there is that there was about archery and I wanted to be the best at it. When I was in the Air Force, you know, I got the opportunity to be a DJ. I wanted to learn how to be the best fucking DJ that I, that I could with what I had to work with. You know what I mean? And, and that happens with everything that I do in life. An event, you know, I still, I still shoot my, my, my bow, but I, it, I've moved on and I, yeah. I find myself always having to move on to something new. And I can kind of contribute that to me always want, wanting to uh, learn something new as well and, 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 and achieve a, a higher state of, of not necessarily consciousness, but like, uh, you know, a, a, a degree of, uh, oh, what, I don't even know what word I'm even trying to look for, you know, like, not like genius, but you know, just so, oh, someone yeah, yeah. more educated, you know, yeah. and it, 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 it's more enlightened. Yes. Enlightened. <laughs> there you go. But you know, and, and when you were sitting there explaining, you know, that whole black hole sun and, and the experience that you're going through, the thing that kept coming through my mind when you were explaining this, I'm like, he's live explaining every fucking tool song that I've ever listened to from, <laughs> from, from lateralis on, 
you know what I mean? Not not their earlier uh, stuff, but you, you know what I mean? Because it's like. He, well, they're very much into Saturn and the moon, believe it or not. Yes. I come on my show. It hasn't released yet, but uh, I was going to have him back on because I think he started just going through the albums. And it's like it's a common theme with them. There's mm-hmm. the Saturn and the moon. And I do think uh, throwing the sun in there, you get like, you know, the whole black sun and all that shit. Yeah. I, but, I have uh, a. Um, you, you, you brought up the tree of life and, and you and I have talked um, briefly on, on tarot and is that something you practice or not practice, but do on a, on a daily or is that a weekly or yeah, is it just a, whenever? That's another thing that I think uh, I hate to say this. Most people are probably going to fucking totally disagree. I think uh, divination to an extent and all that stuff is misconception of the cards. Okay. Uh, the cards are made to go on the tree of life. I hate to say it, but they all fit perfectly on there, especially where they're going. They represent perfectly what's going on there. Hmm. Uh, they are really, in my opinion, more of a pictorial, artsy, uh, you know, Stanley Kubrick, you know, of playing cards, way of showing you an occult story. You know what I'm saying? And it tells you everything if you understand how to use it. Uh, I think uh, the whole let's use it for divination and make money and do this and that is kind of like the psyop of what tarot is. It's like, we'll make you think it's something else when you won't look at it the other way. Well, you and I have talked, you know, I always I think it was when I was on your show or, you know, how it could have been, you know, private message or whatever. Um, I was I was always raised that the tarot was oh that's a devil you can't you can't be practicing that you know and you come to find out that no that that's not really what what tarot is about and it and it, it doesn't and really have any honest, roots in in darkness or anything. I'll even be honest with you and uh, you know and I really do believe this that for the most part, if you're getting like a real tarot deck, like not one of these Oracle or one of these, you know, decks that are just fancy shit and really not showing you much. If you're getting a deck that actually has like, you know, the Hebrew letter on it or they, you know, the, the symbols, whatever planetary mm-hmm. energies, react, whatever, for the most part, I mean, those, they really are non-denominational, I guess to say it. Like there is no good or bad. Right. It's telling you a story. It depends on like, I guess what you want to do with, with that story that makes it good or bad, but it is really just showing you the change within oneself mind and from spirit, you know, from body to spirit, it is showing you the alchemical change within oneself and then leaving from solid to you know spirit. It's just showing you that depending on what you do with, once you know how to do that stuff, that's on you. That's, you know, completely different. Now with a, a newbie like me, uh, a little retarded ghost um i know i've reached out and you know asked you hey what deck and i can't find the deck anywhere like on even on amazon that, that you you showed me what would be a magical deck right yeah like what would be a good way to start because now do tarot decks <laughs> come with like okay you how to use them um yeah, and you know, for the or most is it something part, something you need a mentor for, or is it a little bit? I'll be totally honest with you. It's I. I would honestly say, uh, you'd probably be the best. Really, honestly, 
is if you were to get, they will give you a book for the most part. And the stuff that they're telling you in there is probably for the most part spot on as well. It's just that we just don't know how to decipher what they're saying. We see it at a different angle. So they could be telling us one thing and we've been programmed to read something different. But in my opinion, uh, I would, you know, if you can't find that, and I'm not really trying to promote like this type of stuff. And I right. normally don't, but I, you know, even like the Raider white deck, something very basic, with just a lot of symbolism on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, maybe some Kabbalah, the tree of life, putting those cards where they're supposed to go, looking at both stories and meditating on it by yourself. Hmm. Thinking of the story, look at the art, look outside of the box. Don't look at the art as how you normally do. Just look at it and think any of this could slightly be trying to tell me something different. If it's, I have to turn it upside down. I have to think what I'm looking at and think of the word backwards, any sort of shit like that. It on your own. Don't have somebody else tell you. Right. Let that shit come to you on your own. Okay. Your mind and God will give it to you when you can. That shit has to come from within. Okay. Don't let somebody else tell you. So it's a lot of meditation and contemplation on pictures and stories and trying to figure out the deeper meaning. That's all that shit is. Oh, that makes sense. Now, what's your opinion on people doing tarot readings for other people? Well, I mean, 99% of them probably think it's just that they're actually doing what the cards are for. Mm. Um, But I think, you know, a huge part of that still is about making money. No, true. (laughs) You know, now, now say you had your tarot deck in front of you and you did a reading for me. Like, is, is that, do, do you believe? I mean, I, I had, like, you know what? I, I'm going to be honest. I had a, a fan. He's a cool dude. I really like him. Nice guy. Um, we actually, you know, text, you know, I know mm-hmm. that, you know, um, he wanted, he was bugging me to do a reading mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I really, I really don't do them like that anymore. Right. And, um, I had, we were going to do the Scarlet Horse series. Me and Lux started working on that. So I was going to have to bust out my tarot anyway, because we were going to get into tarot. So I eventually found them and pulled them out. And I was like, all right, I'll do the reading for you. And like, I really was so unenthusiastic. I really, I, I probably, I'm going to be honest. I think I drew the fucking cards three times because mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, this shit's so fucking boring because like I did the way that I'm going to look at the cards. I it's like, it would just be a spiritual fucking story. It doesn't necessarily mean anything to you. Right. It's just that these are the cards I fucking pulled and I know what they symbolize for myself. And I'm going to look at that story. Right. You know, like, like I was pulling cards that would, and no doubt, because this is an extreme Mason as well. No doubt. I'm sure he knows, you know, a little bit more than not that he's hiding it from me. It's probably just out of his own fucking, you know, worrisome, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta, can't, can't show all your cards. Right. You, know, you can always do that. You know, uh, you know, I, I, drew cards that would, you know, be saying that this motherfucker has experienced and known some shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, how do I know that's, is it for me? You know, and I, I right. just felt stupid trying to explain it to him, but it's like, I just don't look, I don't look at tarot the same way that most people do. You know, I don't really look at it. I don't know. It's just too random of a fucking choice to a certain yeah. extent if you're going to start reading people. I mean, I listen, I mean, maybe, 
uh, there is ways of magic of getting that to work. You know, I, I could be totally wrong, but I really do think the more important part of tarot deck is to study it with the Kabbalah. I think that is the hidden, uh, the hidden knowledge and the divination is more of the just, you know, glamour and okay. not knowing, you know. Well, it makes sense. You know or I mean? it's like, turned into that at least. At least it's turned into that. Right. I mean. Because some people that on, argue on, that that shit does not go along with the tree. And I'm like, I, I just, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't even, can't even listen to that. Right. And, and, and it's, you could kind of relate it because, you know, there, I'm sure we all have, you know, denominational listeners or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, it's no different than a preacher standing up there and speaking a passage. Well, that preacher, no. you, you know, a preacher what I mean? could go up there and spend 45 minutes telling a tarot card. Yeah, exactly. That's what and, you could. I could literally probably want to. I could stare at like one or two tarot cards and probably like, you know, create a fucking story about it mm -hmm. and, and take fucking 30 minutes. If I was 40 minutes, if I was really good at it and you would have no idea. Yeah. And then they stand you know, up there you know, or I could turn it around in, in a different, you know turn it around into a positive message and trying to talk about, but you would have no idea that I looked at tarot cards to get that. Right. Yeah. You just, you just, you just create your own version of that story. Mm -hmm. You Take those characters and you change them up a little bit, but you kind of keep the same idea. Yeah. Same I, shit. That's the same shit. I really honestly think we see a lot of movies and a lot of TV. Yeah. Like and I think a lot of organized religion as well. Over and over and over again. Why do you think we have so many fucking comic book movies? You know what I mean? Yeah. How? Oh, those are uh, those are all. I'm telling you, those are all occult as fuck. Did you? Uh, did they you are see telling Colorado you a lot Danks? in those movies. Huh? Um, yeah, Colorado Dank posted uh, today on IG about uh, the Incredible Hulk's original um, uh, story or whatever, and I guess there's... Incredible Hulk's the Beast. Yes, and beast. that's why he turns green. Yeah, because green is for the abyss. He is the male energy that has uh, broken out of the the body, and he's in charge. Damn. Yeah, he was, he was one of my all time favorites too. Yeah, almost every comic book character is an occult idea. Huh. Almost all of them. I mean, Black what? Widow's a Scarlet Whore. Yeah. All those fucking movies. Yo, if you were to watch WandaVision, just yeah, the first I still have episode, to watch that. just the first three episodes, man. That shit's basically telling you the Garden of Eden. Really. Oh, yo, that show is fucking insane. I mean, it's telling you the whole Scarlet Whore that is showing you the whole fucking Matrix. Just within the first three or four episodes, that shit tells you exactly what the fuck is up. They they told you some real fucking shit that was presented in a way that nobody understood it. Nobody saw it. Damn. That is one of the, I, I would I'd say that, and Under the Dome, and even, uh, you know, Twin Peaks, those, those, all those shows are really telling you a fuck ton of shit, but doing it in such a crazy way, you will never understand it. So, going back, he, he posted Marvel's first Hulk just stole Venom's uh, movie origin. And then he, he linked, uh, I'll, I'll just read it. It said, Immortal Hulk's uh, induct introduction of the first Hulk takes its inspiration from Venom's movie origin. Immortal Hulk, Time of Monsters, tells the story of Tammuz, which goes to Nimrod or Baal, uh, a prehistoric young man who was the first person to experience the consequence 
of exposure to gamma radiation, unlike, unlike Bruce Banner's uh, centuries later, Camus gained his powers thanks to a mysterious meteorite, which also happened to be the way Venom arrived in both Spider-Man 3 and 2018's Venom. And what stuck out to me was they're throwing Camus right out there at you, which most people be like, well, who's Camus? Well, look into Nimrod. You know, it's just the reincarnation of Nimrod, and then another reincarnation is Baal. And it's just like, they, oh, they, they show they, Baal symbolism in the One Division, yeah, too. Yeah, and most people, oh yeah, that, that man, that movie was great. It, it, you didn't, you didn't see all the symbolism of of all this other shit. What are you talking about? You're fucking crazy. Now, ah, fuck off. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> that, like, this I, is I, one of the reasons why. When you, if you, if you were, when you watch it, because I'm sure you'll watch it. You, know, you went through the Q series. I can't see why you won't watch the Scarlet Horse series. It'll be four episodes, though. I think if you, you know, I think if you pick up even, you know, just a little part of it, you'll see how that story of the Scarlet Horror is really in like almost everything. And the way they're depicting it mm-hmm. is really a lot of why society is probably the way it is. It's all being very much the left pillar. If the Scarlet Horror is in charge, that is because the king is gone. That means, you know, the male energy has been completely wiped. They're not, they're not ruling together. It is full forced feminine side rules, structures, chaos, sexuality, all sorts of crazy shit. Everything we're saying today. Fucking now. Yes. So, you know, that is why we're covering it because one, it is something that is constantly like, uh, you know, I could probably just start naming anything really. Um, and, you know, Game of Thrones, that's every one of those major women was all a version of the Scarlet Whore. You know, mm. and there's different aspects of it. There's a younger, the maiden, the old wench, you know, there's all different aspects of it. You have, you got a fucking chick riding a dragon, killing people. Yeah. She's riding the beast. That is the Scarlet Whore. You got that fucking, you know, the Lannisters, bitching red, losing a fucking mind, trying to control every situation, killing people, going nuts. She's the fucking wench. Mm. You know, they're telling you some of these movies, some of these shows literally are just telling you the Scarlet Whore, but in like five or six fucking different ways. And they have a different storyline for each one of them. That's why they do so well. That's why everybody notarizes these things. And they say, oh, my God, that was great. This director's patting that guy on the back. Because they're like, holy fuck, how did you do this occult movie? And nobody fucking figure it out yet. <laughs> which you're is fucking amazing. Which this is, is probably why they're getting awards is because yeah. of that shit. And here's the crazy thing. That's why how you're like, how the fuck did this movie get an award? It sucked. Yeah. It's because you didn't understand what the fuck it was telling you. Mm-hmm. And the wife and I tried to watch Game of Thrones. We got almost all the way through season one, and we were both like, "I'm not vibing on this. Something just just isn't clicking." You know? Oh no! I, mean? I, I like, and, like. And she's not in into what I'm into, like with with you know all this, you know what we cover on on the podcast and what have you. But she is a little bit like I I, I can tell her certain stuff and you know trigger her mind or whatever but the fact that she wasn't vibing on it and i wasn't vibing on it oh yeah there was a, re- there was yeah. a reason you i know can what see I mean? that because I, I know a lot of women actually really actually like that show yeah I think and, because of the drama and you know bullshit yeah. like 
all that stuff. And so yeah, like, like this is stupid. And, but yet I'm I'm like, but you love Lord of the Rings. And she's like, I'm just not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, there's something about this show. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not catching the vibe. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm not really either. I was only watching it because I thought you wanted to watch it. And but anyone that I've ever talked to, oh, just give it a chance, give it a chance. Season two, it start to get no, I don't even want to fucking. No, I'm, I'm sorry. It's you know, not worth my time. You mentioned Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings would actually be the opposite, I think, kind of a Game of Thrones. Right. I'm that, saying the that, medi- no, medieval. No, I'm just saying type. like, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like that is more of, I mean, look, every time he put that fucking ring on, what happened? He popped mm. out of time and space, really. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, but it was showing it in a male version. So that could have been. You know, King of the Rings, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that true. could have been that could have been a way of showing the left pill, uh, the right pillar, the male, the projective mm-hmm. energy. That could just be a story of showing that type of energy uh, crossing over, or that one being in charge. You know, but uh, it's a pretty much that almost was- always the same story. They're always showing you how the abyss is crossed and come back, or something like that. The Great Gatsby. Believe it or not, watch that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. That's something I actually want to cover. It may sound silly. That movie shows you a shit ton of stuff. Mm. It's insane if you know what you're looking at. You need to watch the uh, the new Netflix original with Ryan Reynolds and The Rock. Yeah. Uh, I forget forget the name of it. Red Line, maybe something like that. But I, as, as a novice, was picking out shit. I, I could only imagine someone with 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 your knowledge being like. Dude, like, yo, hey, hey, are you, are you seeing this? Like, look, look right there. Right there, they're you know telling you. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know what's funny? I'm like that with everybody on, uh, and if you don't mind, actually, after this, I'm going to have to get going. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, no, you're um, fine. Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. This is going to go back again to my own experience. And uh, might be, you know, I'll try to not be too offended about it. You know, before how I was saying that, you know, when you have these experiences of crossing over, you feel like a ball of energy. You have all this downloaded stuff. It can be very frightful if you're not understanding what's going on. And then that lies a whole other problem. You know, they talk about a lot in the Kabbalah. You have the sun in the middle. Yes, you need to be there first. Before you cross over the abyss, you need to be balanced. You need to be king of your own domain. You need to be in control of yourself because when you come back, when you have this mind blowing experience, if you get any anger or hate or any of that shit, it is going to feel like the weight of the fucking moon crushing your body because it is a vibratory rate that your body is like, yo, I don't want this now. And it's going to fucking hurt. It can bring on anxiety, paranoia. It can really start fucking with your head. But, uh, fuck. Oh, so, midnight mass. You know, but but the thing is, you'll be okay. It's just that when you come back, I think that part of being balanced in beauty, that is where it really comes in. That you better make sure... You're going to be a balanced person when you come back or it's going to hurt. Right. You're going to feel that shit and it's going to fuck with your mind. So if that starts to happen, start thinking of things you like doing when nobody's watching. 
If you like to fucking clean your house and fucking sing and dance like a fucking idiot, go do it. <laughs> it's going to get you out of the mindset you're in and you're going to burn off energy and you're going to move. Right. You're going to need to find something to do. Start fucking writing. Write down the thoughts coming in your head. You're going to have to find something to focus on. You're going to have to take that amazing experience that you had, find a way to put that into something and just give it out. Yeah, when you know, I create something. And that's what I think a lot of honestly, the Renaissance is all about. Okay. I, I think everybody dude, started fucking waking up. Everybody started putting out their art, their own way to express mm-hmm. it. It was a worldwide thing, I think. A lot more, you know, and, and I honestly think we need something almost like that to save us. We need people to start not being afraid of telling the experiences they have with their eyes closed because we a lot of us have the same one. Yeah. We're just scared because we sound crazy if we want to talk about it. But no, we're not crazy. You know, I think but that's why podcasts have taken yeah. off so much. Yes. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, some shows that bang out tons and tons tons of content there's a reason why mm-hmm. i'm just going to be honest i'm not going to throw names out there um but besides that so i'm talking about this uncomfortability now in midnight mass i keep telling everybody watch that fucking movie for one it shows an angel that was really a demon so it's letting you know that you're you know we're being fooled mm-hmm. but at some point uh the priest really basically started it was almost like heaven's gate type shit poisoning them letting them die, bringing them back to life in that time. And, you know, and, and this is representing really honestly the abyss, because in a sense, depending on how far you go there, that is the death of Saturn. You are really kind of honestly, almost bringing your body down to being dead and escaping with your soul. You know, you are leaving the flesh. That is the death. You've gone from flesh to spirit. Um, so that being in Midnight Mass to me is showing you somebody crossing over the abyss. They come back and they start going fucking insane. They start getting like vampires. They just start fucking going nuts and animalistic. It's because they have no idea what the fuck's going on. Right. They have no idea what they're experiencing. They're scared and they feel like they're going fucking crazy. And I could easily, you know, I honestly think a lot of serial killers or all MK Ultra gone wrong. Yeah. These motherfuckers were too pent up with whatever they just did, and they looked for anything to release that fucking vibration and that energy, and they did whatever they fucking had to to try to feel better. Or did what they knew, uh, what they were well, we're told to, to do. To, yes, yes, yes. That they well, were comfortable with. Oh, hey, I know but, how to kill. I'm yeah, going to go fucking do but, that. I mean, not, and I really, and I'm saying this, and I'm, I'm being honest, it was not a thought in my mind to do it. But when I was like trying to find what I needed to do to feel better, I remember that crossing my mind. If somebody was weak or felt a little bit worse than this, I could see how with maybe going out and doing crazy shit could happen. Because one, you snapped your mind, and now you just need to let go of whatever's in you. Who knows what somebody who's lost it will do to release that energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could see how, like, maybe, you know, what if this stuff is done to people on purpose? Why so they you? act out like this. You know what I'm saying? And when I started having those experiences, you know, we'll wrap it up. I guess here with you know why I left the OTO is because uh, that place did not seem like a good place for me to uh, be going back to and explaining these experiences to, because mm. I was afraid that I would be taken advantage of. Yeah. 
you know, and okay. then you'll end up becoming one of those vampires in fucking Midnight Mass. Damn. So mind fucking blowing. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking to you anytime I can. <laughs> yo, yo, thank you for even that. You know, I've never uh I've really never gone into that black sun experience. That is actually the first time I've ever gotten personal about my own meditations and shit. Well, that's good because uh, yeah, I was gonna do that at the end of the Scarlet Horror, but I guess this will I, you know this will probably be out before that episode comes out. But you know, I don't care. But uh I have one, yeah, you know, it was, good, it was good for me because I honestly do think other people when I explain this, some people might identify with it. And yeah. I, I'm hoping it makes them feel a little bit more sane, a little bit more better and understand like it's not you. It's, you know, this is magic and the shit's real. You are just closer to the veil than maybe others are. Right. You know, I have, you know people do this naturally. It doesn't have to be done waving around a fucking wand with an altar up, you know, no. praying to whoever. This can be just you, God, and your eyes closed. Yeah. Like <clears throat> you had me on. That was the first time anybody ever fucking interviewed me. I was nervous as shit. I opened up about, you know, some personal stuff, not super personal. And then Davey Wavy and I, um, from the Red Pill Cartel, did a swap cast about paranormal experiences. Oh, and, yeah. I hosted yeah. that. I hosted that on a yo. I thought that was great, though, because you guys talked about real shit. Yeah. That's why I put it up, because you guys, I truly believe you guys were actually you know, bearing some of your secrets or, you know, things. Yeah. And my daughter That's listened why to I it wanted and to she's like, dad, that was so authentic. Yeah. She goes, dad, it took you how long to tell me that you went through some, some of those and, and some of what you, you said on there, I didn't even know about. I said, I, I don't, I, I'm a very, I think it's a, my upbringing, B, my military experience. I'm a very guarded person, very guarded. I, I don't, I don't, I, if, if I'm sharing something, it's because I trust you. And on the other hand, I, I can't see my audience. So to me, I don't feel like I'm, I'm being weak. You know what I mean? And, and, and I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, but like you, you pop my cherry with, uh, Hey, come on my show. Very, like you said, very last minute, it was fucking awesome. You know, we, we talked here and there you know almost on the daily and yeah yeah it, yeah it's it's great you know oh, great yeah uh dude the energy energy always flows you know and it, it, it finds its way it finds its way home synchronously where, yeah where it needs to be I definitely i definitely see it happening uh a lot more recently with meeting mm -hmm. i think you know just coming in contact with certain people certain subjects that we covered I see a lot of things coming together and it's uh, looks to be in a positive sense. So it's, it's very nice to see these things. Yes. Now That's I have it. one quick question. You yeah. don't have to, don't give a huge elaborate answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is I'm is sorry. the Scarlet whore and the whore of Babylon the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's in uh, the old Testament, so mm -hmm. she's going to be in all three Abrahamic religions as well. Okay. But I mean, there's versions of her, I would also say there's versions of her of probably every pantheon and every religion and every, you know, spiritual idea. It's just, they just depict her a little bit differently. Right. I, I would say in most, I would say probably every, some type of, some type of faith, whatever idea, there is a version of her in there somewhere. If there is a goddess at all right. in that idea, <laughs> she's there, all right? So unless right, you right have some kind of religion that is all just fucking, you know, men, uh, you know, she's there. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can't wait for that series to come out, by the way. What you Thank and Hawks you. do over at the Occult Rejects is is, is awesome. And you alone on, on just your show it, it opens my mind and just uh, you, you. you have good guests on. And I try. And yeah. I love it. And I, I, I look forward to every new episode and, and, Thank you, and what have you. But Thank you. Know, you. I appreciate that. It, it, you know, it's great to be have a a little foot in the game i guess to oh yeah to be able to talk to to people like you and and, and others i'm that, just another moron with a mic man yeah, <laughs> i'm no different yeah, than I, anybody hey, else. I, <laughs> i'm just a fucking i just got another here. i just got a different story out of the out of the puzzle you know what i'm saying yeah that's yeah. all it is we all got our pieces to the puzzle man <laughs> yeah the big piece the 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 big puzzle of doo, doo, doo. Yeah, yeah. we're all fucking retarded in our own little world. We're all trying to figure this shit out together. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got it, man. It's right. Well, Hey, plug your stuff because Thanks. you didn't plug where anybody could find you in the beginning. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think we kind of up. fucked up. No, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, yeah. The NY Patriot show. I have my own show. You can find that on a bit shoot rumble. Got taken off of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, all, you got yeah, all major podcasts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I kind of pushed, I was pushing the envelope. I, I it was a, uh, I, I was doing a, um, the ninth gate with Sean McCann, mm-hmm. the third part, we showed a lot of the movie. So they took mm-hmm. it down the first time, you know, I, I, for the first and second part, they also took it down the first time. And then I, I kind of like, I just think through my logo over a huge part of it and then it accepted it. Okay. So the third time they took it down, I tried to do it again. They took it down. And then I tried to live stream it. They took it down and said, fuck you, dude. You're out of a fucking... <laughs> so, I mean, you know, sometimes we do do stupid shit, you know, we, to actually lose our accounts. We you know, do. I, I, you know. And I, uh, I got to admit, last week at, uh, on, on the side project I do, Talk at the Tavern, you, you being taken off YouTube that fucking quick with what you were doing was like some of the first shit we talked about and i don't even know if i don't even know if i hit record before we even talked about it like That's everybody's like stuff. dude ny patriot just got taken down it was like two fucking days boom done <laughs> yo yo and you know what you know what sucked about yo this is the craziest shit people you know believe it or not i do think if you know how to present yourself well i, I think you can get away with saying a lot on youtube mm-hmm. i really you just know how to fucking work around it and a magician would know how to do that i pushed the envelope a little bit too much uh, but, um, believe it or not, I was getting more, uh, I had more views and more subs on that than bitch shoot or rumble. Wow. Like my YouTube started fucking taking off. It was actually, you know, doing well for, right. for me, you know, compared to my other sites. And then that's what bothered me the most. I was like, fuck, I was like for video stuff. That was actually my most active platform. Mm. Yeah. Well, like, that's my only, only I was video like, thing. I was thinking about get, going to uh bet shoot and rumble, but as someone that has tried to look at content in the past on BitChute or Rumble, it, it, mm. it, I liked it, but I, we're all used to YouTube and how <laughs> yeah, easy it funny. is. You, you know what I mean? At one point, I was, I was going to actually stop all the video shit unless I needed it. And uh, it just sucks. I was going to just leave YouTube because I use Spreaker and Spreaker mm-hmm. will turn your audio into a video on YouTube for you. So I wasn't even going to fuck with the video shit anymore. Cause I was just like, you know, the, the listens on the podcast is doing fine. YouTube's doing great. I really just, I hate fucking with bitch shoot and rumble. I was just going to just do the podcast and let it make the video to YouTube and just leave it like that. And then I lost the YouTube's and I'm like, fuck it. I guess I'll just stay with the other ones. But yeah, I, I got <laughs> You'll get that. It back. 
Yeah, I thought about it. I might have somebody make one for me. But uh, yeah, so I'm on BitChute, Rumble, uh, all major podcasts. I'm also on Odyssey as well. Uh, sometimes that's not all up to date. It might be a couple of shows. Uh, old, you know, I might have to upload a few every once in a while because I forget. I have that. And then the Occult Rejects were on BitChute, Rumble, uh, and all major podcasts as well. Nice. Yeah, and, and uh, one thing I will add, we do have the video cast on Spotify. So if you watch us on Spotify and we do have a video up, because sometimes with the Occult Rejects, we have to, like, we have a lot of shit, so we have video. Mm. Uh, you can watch it if you do it through Spotify. Oh, that's nice. I'll have yeah. to uh, keep that in mind when uploading some of mine through through Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you might have to sign up for it. Yeah. Sign up for it, and uh, I think it took us a week, and we got told, like, you're good to go, and we just started doing it, and it works. Yeah, hey. You know, because, like you said, you know, I, <clears throat> I only audio listened to the, the quasi-quoto series or whatever. Oh, but um, the, I mean, for the most but, part, but it's some of the other episodes that you did, you, you guys were throwing stuff up on the screen and it's like, man, I wish, oh, yeah, yeah, I wish I could know, be watching this right now. Cause yeah, visually I mean, and auto through audio, you, you, you obviously retain more knowledge. Uh, exactly. That's how, that's how magic works. Mm-hmm. No, no, but, uh, focus, focus. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff, if you want, you know, I like putting a lot up on the screen because I don't want you to think like I'm just saying whatever mm-hmm. or me and Lux are just pulling shit out of our ass. We like to show you where we're getting this from. You know, some stuff, I wouldn't say the Scarlet Horse series. I really do think you might have to watch that one. But for the most part, I think, uh, you know, except for the Quetzalcoatl, I think you'd get more of a benefit out of that, too. But for the most part, if you're willing to take our word for it and not look at the screen, you can still get you know, probably close to the same experience. But if you can, I mean, some of them, if you can watch it, you'll you'll really see a lot more. Right. You know, I'll, you know like with the jesters and stuff. I mean, I was showing court documents. Yeah. You know, I went into fucking Pacer, made an account, you know. I wasn't pulling shit out of my ass, so I put that shit up on the fucking screen. Here's here's the crazy thing, and I'm just gonna tease this for the future. I don't know when it will happen, but it's gonna happen. Um, New York Patriot and Lux are gonna come on, and we're gonna talk about Q a little bit. Yes, and oh, the whole sorry. fucking psyop. And what I want to leave you with, um, when I was listening to that, I'm like, man, I used to deliver beer to a Zavar. Zafar Grotto Club, and when Ooh. you were, yeah, and you were talking about Grotto it, I was like, a lot for, yeah, I'm like, oh shit, that was like a uh, fucking secret society type club type deal. You know, you know, uh, real quick, I mean, you probably could have been. Now you said alcohol. Yeah. Did you look it up? Did you look up that place? Mm-mm. I no, wonder, it was just um, in, in one of my, yeah. you know, routes. And okay, yeah, you got to yeah. go to the Grotto Club. Yeah, because believe it or not, you know, I had someone tell me today and it fucking blew my mind that I had no idea. But it makes sense considering the other people that I know that had family in the Moose Lodge. Mm-hmm. No, and then, and then, and then I got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, was telling me, this, is, this is crazy, though. And it makes sense. And I was like, holy fuck. And a friend of mine, that Mason, ex-Mason, you know, sometimes will, you know, drop me some jewels. And uh, we were talking about stuff with masonry today, and he said, believe it or not, he says, you'll probably never believe this. He says, but the Elks in the Moose Lodge has the most members out of all of masonry. And I was like, what? You know, I knew the Moose was kind of like, you know, Gacy was in it. So, I mean, you know, some people might have known that. But like, well, yeah, the Moose was promoted as uh, uh, like helping orphans and shit. Yeah. Now, this is what he says. And I know this. 
because other people that I knew that had family members in the Moose Lodge, what do they always remember going if they went as a kid? Their fucking parents dragging them there so their father can have a few drinks with their fucking friends. They have bars in their lodges. Mm-hmm. So now, even if you're a jester or a shriner, if you want a safe place to go have a couple of drinks and talk about whatever you want to talk about around people you know are going to keep their mouths shut, you can have meeting places within your own lodges and people can't come in unless they remember. These are safe havens for people to talk shit and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Hell, Arthi- like, holy fuck, I never would have thought of that. No, and yet, that makes a lot more sense. My parents, when we moved out here, uh, became a member of uh, the local Moose Lodge in, in the one town. I don't live in that town anymore. And, dude, they had a four-lane bowling alley in there to, to entice, hey, come come bowl, kids, you know? No, yo, when we, covered, the when, family. We covered the, when we covered the Shriners and the Jesters, like, you would assume the Shriners would, I mean, they were loaded. Yeah. Yo, when we covered the Moose Lodge, we were like, yo, where they, they were fucking even more rich. Mm. When we were covering like all their tax return stuff and all the money that they're claiming that they had, me and Lux were like, yo, how the fuck is a secret society that I didn't even think all even really existed was much of anything pumping out this? How were they coming into this amount of money? Right. These and motherfuckers are doing it, some shit. They're doing something. There is I think, a moose lodge or an shit around in every fucking town. Yes. Every town. Yes. Knights of Columbus, too. Yes. I delivered to one of them. Yeah, don't sleep or the on 40 that and 8 do you have the 40 and 8 up your way no yeah that's big around the Williamsport area 40 and 8 but anyway yeah. hey <laughs> yo I had a really good time thank you yes, so much it's I always nice have a blast be able to come on and just uh, I guess be myself and be open and tell my story yes. thank you for letting me do that no yeah. you're welcome and uh, my therapy yeah, exactly <laughs> It's like, oh, fuck. I get to tell these stories. Now somebody else can think about it when I can forget about them for a little bit. (laughs) Be like, oh, shit, I had that. So anyway, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for uh, listening to another episode of My Third Eye and uh, New York Patriot. And until we meet again, be safe and uh, always make sure you question everything. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.